0: You're watching Deprogrammed. This is the New Culture Forum's latest show, devoted to fighting back against the forces of ideological conformity, particularly among the young. My name is Harrison Pitt, I'm a senior editor at the European Conservative, and I'm thrilled to be joined today, as ever, by Evan Riggs, who is a freelance journalist, and Freya India, our special guest today, freelance writer, who's written for Unheard, The Spectator, and The New Statesman. Now. Freya, there's a lot of fanfare at the moment about the new Barbie film, I will confess to not having yeah, seen it I've myself. have you seen it? No. I think Evan has. I have, yeah, guilty. Yes. Well, we'll get, we'll get we, may, <laughs> we may get into it a bit more deeply, but there, there, there is a general fanfare around at the moment about trying to cast uh, roles in films that will speak to female empowerment and it will inspire young women. Do you think that this is false or that there is something to this idea?
1: Um, I think with the Barbie movie from what I've seen, um, it's kind of been positioned as a feminist movie. So from what I understand, is it about female empowerment or it's got those themes within it?
2: To a degree. I found it was actually you know like fairly nuanced. Um, yeah. Though, you know, Barbie kind of disappears in the back third of the movie and they make it all about the guys. Oh, really? Yeah. it It's <laughs> yeah. Quite interesting.
1: Well, I was going to say, I think it's kind of positioned as a feminist film, but from what I've seen, there's all this kind of beauty merchandise that's come mm-hmm. from it, like Barbie makeup, um, all of the kind of Barbie outfits. Um, so, I don't really see how it's a feminist film when it's, you know, it comes with all of these, the same beauty standards that feminists kind of rail against.
0: Yes, but there are, is there a division within feminism on these sorts of points because mm-hmm. I, one thing I've noticed is that sometime, and this is something you, you've written about uh, at some length as well, is that on the one hand you have the more, I don't know, more misanthropic, certainly uh, mis- mis- misandrist feminist yep. types who think that women don't tell you pretty, beauty standards are a patriarchal construct and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But then you also get other sides of the ledger, of the feminist movement, who are very keen about selling these products as empowerment. Yeah. Um, And I think you've been more critical, I mean, I'm sure you're critical of the first type as well. Yeah, But the the second type is what you've written about in some depth.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of like the feminism that I grew up with from like the 2010s, which is like the, you know, empowerment is like a product or a procedure or Mm -hmm. a service that you can buy. So it will be like, Botox is empowering now, or even like you know, cosmetic surgery like a Brazilian butt lift is now empowering, it's like a way to celebrate your body. Yes, and those are supposed um, to
0: have reasonably high Yes, yeah, the highest Mortality rate. rate, I mean it's not, failure rates, yeah. yeah. No, but not only failure rates, in terms of how, it, how the damn thing looks, but, yeah. it, but people, cos I think you, if you in- inject, cos it's, it's basically, they are injecting fat into... Yeah,
1: it's really dangerous. Yes, and
0: you can, if you go into a vein, yeah. and cause some serious trouble.
1: So that's obviously an extreme example, yes. but you know, any kind of consumerist choice is mm. now uh, labelled as empowering, um, and I think it's just an empty feminism that doesn't really serve women's well-being. It just serves kind of corporate profit-driven entities.
0: Do you think it positively harms w- young women's well-being?
1: Yeah, it seems to be that the things that are labelled empowering are things that yeah harm women or kind of encourage women to act in ways that might act against their long-term interest you know, whether that's cosmetic surgeries or kind of like the porn industry Mm. or even the pharmaceutical industry, they seem to be pushing things that ultimately, you know, make them profit rather than serve our interests. Do
0: you think it's a a false form of freedom because this is um, at the risk of getting a little bit too deep. I mean, there there is a long-running debate in, in philosophy over what freedom really is, I yeah. mean the, 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 there are what you might call intellectualist accounts of freedom and th- those accounts, the, the sort that you know, Plato and Aristotle and St Augustine and Thomas Aquinas would subscribe to the idea that freedom means f- fulfilling your nature maximally yeah. as a human being, so there's this idea that n- your own nature is a regulative ideal whereas in, in, in the modern era freedom tends to mean just doing whatever the hell yeah. you want and that can often mean not not only not cooperating with your nature or being true to your nature but you know expressly militating and transgressing against your yeah. nature and that seems to be the exactly the kind of empowerment exactly the form of liberation which is sold to all sorts of people uh, yeah. today across a, you know a range of different dimensions but especially um to women but i mean do you th- do you think that this is really as, as as dangerous as as some of the you know um more intelligent feminists uh often make out, people like, was it Andrea Dworkin who wrote quite a lot about this? Oh yeah, She wrote some quite insightful, despite being a bit of a misandrist herself, she she wrote some very insightful um, essays about pornography and these sorts of things.
1: Yeah, I I do find that the industries that are the most kind of egregious are the ones that are, you know, uh, wrapping up all, everything they're selling is freedom, Mm. it's always freedom. Um, And it's not just that we're being sold things and they're labelled as freedom, it's like every behaviour can be kind of um, you know, repackaged as empowering. Mm. So even I've written recently about um, kind of female infidelities now, they're starting to kind of push that it's as empowering. It's a great empowering. way to find yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like honestly it's, it's kind of becoming more mainstream, like yes. um, Cosmo magazine was saying like, you know, what you should do after you cheat, number one was don't tell him. <laughs> it was like the Women's Health was, where, where was this? Sorry, this? was Cosmo magazine, like a women's really? magazine. Really? Yeah. And this is,
0: will have a reasonably wide circulation, yeah. lots of people will read it online as well.
1: Yeah. Um Women's Health magazine saying why you shouldn't regret an affair. Yes. Uh, the Times was saying, you know, it might put a spring in your step to cheat.
2: Wasn't it the Call Her Daddy podcast? that was yeah. selling a shirt that said cheat on him? Yeah. yeah. What, what's I cool, love what's it. called Her Daddy? It's
1: a feminist podcast. I see, and you're a It's got like 5 million viewers. And you're one of them? <laughs>
2: for a, such, for a such <laughs> subscriber, for a for subscribe. Subscribe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, not even. I don't let myself read that. But yeah. I, I think there's
2: something, I was reading one of your articles. Uh, it was this company or organization called HERS. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it seems like a, a deeply sort of cynical ploy for, um, for those of you who don't know. They're packaging um, like Zoloft and other pharmaceuticals in like nice like pastels with like this great little kind of feminine cheek branding and basically selling it to these like girls and marketing it to the same people who like, like, like literally TikTok, like generation of, uh, you know, like this is kind of the way to, it, it's totally normal, A, to take mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals, and B, it's also the best way to kind of like fully embody who yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah. It's like the idea that you would need a chemical compound to be who you are, as opposed to yeah. get away from it, mm. just seems to me completely ass backwards. I mean,
1: they say uh, that they market their site as so chill, it's like shopping for leggings, not prescription drugs. And like that's literally yeah, <laughs> the yeah. phrase yeah. they mm-hmm. And uh yeah they like will take things like the cardiovascular medication propanolol and say it will help you be a badass or like it will help you if you're nervous for a big date so it's like they're all marketed as like these lifestyle drugs to become a better version of you rather than actually like a serious medication why is
3: it that
2: it seems like in in the 2020s now like the the default state i think especially for women is never just being like a normal person. Like it's like you have to be on birth control, you have to mm. have an IUD, you have to be on Soloft, you mm. have to be going to therapy. Like you can't just like not a woman obviously, but like you, you can't just be a girl. That yeah. is actually the aberration now.
1: I do think, you know, it's kind of sounds very like feministy, you know it the more I've looked into it, kind of criticizing feminism I've looked into some of this stuff and women's emotions are more medicalized and commodified than men's. Mm. It just seems that, you know, they take our vulnerabilities and offer us solutions to them. Because have you seen, there's hers but there's also him's, the other website. No, I haven't. And that's like really practical stuff, it's like hair loss medication or erectile dysfunction medication. Whereas the women's website is like solutions to anxiety or social awkwardness and it's prescription drugs. Mm. So it's like there, there is a big disparity between you know, how women's emotions are commodified for profit.
2: Do you think a lot of this is sort of like, I don't know, like philosophically downstream of the acceptance of the pill? Like in a way it is kind yeah. of a failure of the sexual revolution because, I forget, I forget who says it, says this, but um, there's this quote of like, once the pill came about, the default state for, for sex went from not doing it, having a reason yeah. and needing a reason to have sex, to having no reason to say no, yeah. so you, you now because I mean you can't get pregnant, so now you need a uh, you, you need a reason to say no. It totally reversed it, and so now it's like you don't need a reason to take a pill; you re- need a reason not to. Yeah, all the way up to your brain chemistry.
1: Yeah, I think it, the appeal was a great example of just how a serious drug can become mm. a lifestyle choice. Mm. Like, and you know there's huge profit in it. I think the global contraceptive pill market's is worth like twenty eight billion, and mm. If you look in the UK, you know, there's a new brand called Hannah, which is like a contraceptive pill brand. And, you know, they ship it to your door without you seeing a doctor. And the advert is like, it's got a mum who's really stressed out. She's like losing control of her child. And then like this sexually liberated woman who's, you know, hooking up with people and she's free and empowered. And you watch it and it's just like, this is a serious medication that has been linked to mm. increased risk of suicide, depression, risk of different types of cancers, and mm. it's just advertised as a way to kind of yeah improve your life. Yeah, but it, can,
0: it also, if I'm not mistaken, and you, I'm sure you read, you've certainly read much more about it than I have. But mm. as well as having all those externalities, it also muddles with women's sense of who they're attracted to, yeah. doesn't it? And so it's it's, it's apparently it's very common. Particularly when women get into their thirties and they're, and they're willing to settle for yeah. a man who they maybe wouldn't have settled for in their mid twenties, yeah. Um, because they want to have children. As soon as they get off the pill, in order to have children, they find him even more unattractive than they did when they settled there.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure, isn't it? You find more feminine men attractive. attractive? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Which, like explains
0: why Justin Bieber was such a craze when I was growing up. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: But yeah, it's that it's like a serious yeah. change to your hor- hormones. Of But I know so many young women who just went on the pill at like 13, Mm. 14, with no understanding of this. um, For things like to improve their skin or mood. Yes. Um,
0: But also to, you know, to to be in a position where they, as as Evan says, to be in a position where they they were, you know, more liberated and, and, but this is, maybe this is something that Conservatives, I don't know, do you, would you you, you call yourself a Conservative?
1: Uh, Small C. Small C
0: conservative. Oh God no, no, none of us here are Uh, big C C Conservatives, (laughs) I wouldn't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) But. Okay, yeah, maybe something Conservatives should talk more about because Evan's right, it, 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 does, co- it does completely alter the, the, you know, what, 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 what it's was It's a total the, paradigm shift. But what was the point that you were making about how all of the reasoning changes, all of a sudden you need a reason to say no rather yes. than a reason to say mm-hmm. yes. Exactly. Yeah. There are reasons to say no to the pill and we need yeah. to, and we should amass those and list those in greater detail, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's changing
2: the chemical composition of our water supply. That's a big yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the frogs that's, guy. I was. <laughs> 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 <true>. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. We've got a bit of Alex
0: Jones there. Never mind. Yeah. Um, he was right about the frog guy. That actually ended up being
2: true. I, I. Go on then. How was it true? Well, they ended up doing studies on it and they were yeah. like literally turning like frogs into hermaphrodites because there was too much estrogen in the water. He was. Yeah, he was. He was Alex right Jones was right on that yeah. one issue.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does have a way of, of uh, undercutting the plausibility of his own messages by screaming at the camera and throwing papers that in is the true. air. But yeah, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that is true. I won't, I won't contest him on that. Um, one of the peculiar things that I've noticed about our culture
3: mm-hmm. is that
0: um, young women are encouraged to take on the, the very worst tr- traits that, yeah. are, that are ascribed to men under the banner of. Mm-hmm. toxic masculinity yet when women uh you know are encouraged to do it all of a sudden it's liberation it's empowerment and all the rest of it um wh- what do you think is driving this and why do you think so many young women appear to be receptive to this messaging
1: um, i think it's almost a backlash to what they perceive as toxic masculinity so they might have encountered men in their lives who have um had these traits where they're kind of promiscuous aggressive maybe mm-hmm. hyper independent mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the kind of reasoning behind it is mm. to flip that and you know, we, we will be like mm. that back, you know, we'll be as emotionally detached and kind of sleep around and mm. kind of act like the very worst men Yes um, So I think it's almost taking that power back
0: I see, yeah. they, re- they regard it as a sort of necessity for, Yeah, for, for
1: almost a vengeful kind of you know, we'll just reclaim those traits yeah.
0: What kind of a society do you think they envision resulting from this? interminable, zero-sum battle of the sexes uh, yeah. where you know, the one side is has all these wretched traits and apparently uh, yeah. and a condi- one side is conditioned to have all these wretched t- traits by our culture so we're going to imitate all those wretched traits and just see how it all works out I mean, yeah. what's what's their long-term I game it's to a, the extent that they think about it, maybe they don't?
1: It's a, yeah, it's a very short-term vision, it's just kind of like I almost think it's a way to get through this kind of sexualized dating market we have now, okay. like the way to you know, handle some of that is maybe to be a bit more toxically masculine yes. you know, to this put on this is, This is
2: the problem, is that are up in some sort of a uh, brave new world scenario where like mm. women are becoming men and men are becoming more like women and everybody's taking drugs, <laughs> but at least in brave new world people were fucking. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we're yeah. having less sex yeah. Yeah, the, than the, ever. The
2: natalism thing was sorted
0: out, it was just yeah. incredibly regimented in brave new world. Yeah, so, but we, there's we, we, no, no risk of the brave new world dystopia falling below replacement yeah. rate as we are, but why do you think people are having uh, less sex and is um. this, on one level is this to be celebrated because, you know, sex isn't like tennis, it's actually a bit of a blood sport and mm. it can cause real, <laughs> <laughs> it, can, it, can, it can cause real problems, because mm. um, I think what, personally what I think we should be encouraging is lots of sex but you know within stable, Meaningful, mar- yeah. marital, if possible sacred frame- yeah. frameworks, um, but yeah, why do you think people are having less sex and should be worry? Um,
1: I think it's a lot of things, I think, I, I don't worry too much about that, I don't think that's you know, like you said, I don't think if that means less casual sex, Mm. where a lot of women um, may be doing it because they think that they should, then you know, that's not a bad thing. Um, I think a lot of it is online porn for guys and uh, for girls I think there's a lot of risk aversion, anxiety around relationships and these two things Mm. are kind of coming together and you know, my generation, we're just less likely to form Mm. those relationships Um, yeah, I think a big part is, you know, you can just get gratification online.
0: That's definitely a big part for, for, for men, yeah. and it, it completely you know, disincentivizes any,
3: yeah.
0: it completely takes the incentive away from you to make yourself appealing to yes. women, obviously m- many men will still want to do that, yeah. but fewer, more of them will, will settle for, you know, the, the, the pixelated images yeah. of naked women on but the screen. but also,
1: you know, to find the average woman appealing when you've been That's inundated true. with That's true. kind of the these crazy... Ideal, Idealised
0: yeah. mannerist Pornify, yeah,
2: yeah. So Hypernormal yeah. stimuli Is that what it's called? Cool? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so
1: the average woman then is not attractive because it's, it's completely compared to that stimuli, mm. it just doesn't excite you the same
2: interesting I don't know, I've never really bought this argument um, even though I think that like porn should be like illegal for many reasons, mm. but I, I don't actually I mean, do you, do you really think so Harrison? Like do you really think that there are like lots of, I, don't, I don't I don't watch porn, but like do you think that there are lots of guys who are um, satisfied with just that? I don't think they're satisfied with it. It mm-hmm. seems to me instinctually off. Certainly, but I, I don't th- so
0: the point is I don't think they're necessarily satisfied with that would be the wrong way of putting it, because mm-hmm. that, 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 be, that would suggest that they achieve some f- form of lasting and positive fulfilment yeah. from it, but I think what they're willing to do in the same way that many women in their early thirties, it's not that they're satisfied with the, the man mm-hmm. who's not a, quite as good in their eyes as they could have got when they are in their mid-twenties, it's just that they are willing to settle for it, mm-hmm. and so it, 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 it conditions you I think Jordan Peterson's phrased it like this once, it it, it, con- it conditions your body in physio- physiological terms precisely because you are getting that sexual gratification, mm. Like mechanically the same thing is going on as would be going on in, in sexual intercourse because you, your body thinks it's getting that regularly. Yeah. Your body thinks you're King Solomon mm. with 300 concubines <laughs> and you think, but you know up here that you're bloody well not even coming close to King yeah. Solomon and therefore th- th- there's, there's a sort of, it creates a division within, in men I think.
1: I think it's kind that of That isn't like long-term,
0: isn't healthy in the long-term, sorry.
1: It's, sorry, it's kind of like social media, like if you, if you're lonely and anxious and you kind of talk to people online, it's like it's not necessarily satisfying you the same, but it's quick and it's convenient, mm. and you can get that kind of hit of connection.
2: Did, did you see the thing about um, Replica? Yes, the, the AI, AI girlfriend. The AI see, that. I think that's actually like, you can be even more terrifying because when mm-hmm. they took off, they they turned down uh, Replica's ability to kind of like sext you back. There was like tons of guys on Twitter who were Sorry, flipping I was, out. No. Wait, what, it, it, it's an AI chatbot that was like, it was a slightly like, you, insulted that you, th- you thought I knew what it was, but... <laughs> this is <was> big news. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, it's an AI chatbot and, and it would like pretend to be your friend or like your girlfriend. And then what happened was like, like 100,000 guys or probably mm-hmm. more like signed up and were basically just like sexting this thing nonstop. And so the creator of it was like i'm like a bit uncomfortable like looking at the data of what's coming through for yeah, my yeah, yeah. like yeah. friendly ai bot so yeah. we're gonna like turn that aspect down and like a bunch of guys online like lost their minds and they were like you've killed my girlfriend And oh, it was I like just it. Like, <laughs> i'm was worried i'm because because i mean that guy that guy had kind of a, a conscience and didn't want to do it yeah. but i mean if i was a, a less scrupulous actor i would just turn it up, copy turn the up, bot turn it up yeah exactly yeah. yeah but
1: that's that shows how lonely Men are because yes. I think that th- you know the fact they like an AI chatbot, you can actually talk to them and maybe connect with even if it's like sexting. It's like it's a bit more. It just shows mm-hmm. you know it's not like porn. It's like they want to talk to someone yeah. and get a response. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so it's kind of I, sad. There's a demand for. I
2: it. think that will be end up being way more potent in the long yeah. run. I don't think we have any idea of how to the we begin to like turn off AI. It's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. But h- how do you account for the fact that you? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a
0: young girl managed to resist all of these pressures that were, were bearing down on you and how do you think we might encourage others to s- to slip the net as you, as you um, seem to have done?
1: I think I put a lot of it down to personality, I'm just more introverted okay. so I think I've spent kind of more time alone which helps to kind of reflect on all these things and mm. just thinking about what actually makes me happy um, and so when I try and write about it it's I'm never telling young girls this is what you should do or this is what you should avoid because I don't really think that works, I think it's it's more about taking that time away to think about you as a person and how it is affecting you and I think you know there's a lot of conservatives trying to help girls and young women but they're really just not gonna listen (laughs) to someone lecturing them about morals, they're just not and I think it has to come from a place of you know, how do you feel when you engage in this behavior? How do you feel when you put your self-worth into mm. this? Um, and yeah, just encouraging girls to take mm. more time to think about it. You know, outside of the whole cultural forces. It's
0: very interesting. I very, very recently, this is this is this is American, but it certainly has the import here. Um, there's a very well-known sort of, sort of red pill online podcast. You're probably aware of it, Evan. There certainly is, I think or the, what, the whatever podcast oh, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and and very, very recently <laughs> one, I actually tuned in because Lila Rose who is a pro-life uh, Catholic mm. activist yeah. woman in, in, in the United States was on with some of these more you know, Meninist, ne- neo-pagan, you know, mm. will to power types. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because they were then they were also there with lots of OnlyFans models and so it was a real the gathering. Menagerie, yeah. <laughs> real menagerie, yeah. <laughs> uh, and whereas the typical move of the meninist type, just to say, you know, women turn to dust when they're 25, and yeah. they completely, they completely, they completely, completely lose all value. And if they've had 40 bodies, meaning if they've had sex with 40 yeah. different people, oh my God, they've certainly lost their value and all the rest of it. Lila Rose attack, a I tag, and mean, this may partly be because she was a woman, but I think it's also because she's informed by 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 a, by a, a Catholic understanding of what yeah. what what truly uh, makes the human person flourish. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, "I think that you're infinitely more valuable than your." profession and that's why you shouldn't be doing it. She she adopted that tact. Yes, yeah. Uh, which uh, maybe that's something that conservatives need to do better, to, l- less of the, uh, you know, strong arming and more yeah. of, I don't know, I mean how uh, would you I phrase think it?
1: M- more compassion for mm. the world we've grown up in mm. and the cultural, technological, commercial mm. forces, you know, bombarding us with the same messages all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, if if Y- young women do grow up and sleep with a lot of people or they act in ways that Conservatives might disagree with, I think mm. it's more looking at the culture yeah. that has led to that rather than, you know, like... Blending the individual? De- yeah, you know, taking some OnlyFans girl and just using mm. her for clickbait online, I don't think that's productive. Um, and I also think with things like OnlyFans, like, you have to look at girls' childhoods now, you know, we we grow up Commodifying ourselves on Instagram, mm-hmm. but that's been normal. Our whole, um, you know, throughout our teenage years, mm. you know, social media rewards more sexualized content. And so, is it any surprise that young women are turning to OnlyFans? I think yes. we've got to have more of a, where did this come from, rather than what's wrong with women.
0: Yes, and, and and okay, yeah, and in many ways, that's a very conservative way of looking at things. Because I mean, conservatives, you know, I mean, it, it, it was it was Aristotle who said. Uh, Man is by nature a political animal, and by that he didn't mean that we stay up late at night watching by-election results. He mm-hmm. meant that we, we, um, you know, Im- imbibe the influence of our political community, yeah. and that is primarily what forms us. We, we don't come out of the womb fully formed as individuals, and then, yeah. and then, you know, then, you know, you know, pursue our own uh, you know, self-actualization. We are formed within a c- communal context. So, paying attention to that context yeah. rather than its individual symptoms. yeah. yeah I don't yeah. think.
1: To going after individual people and their choices will work.
0: But do you think it's a particular... Well then, I don't know about that though, because is that more of a... So, in the main, we should always pay attention to the culture because, it, as we've just established, yeah. it, it, it goes a huge way to forming the individual's outlook yeah. on life. But do you think there might be a a genuine division between the sexes here and that you probably can be a little bit tougher with men and to try and you know awaken them from their slumber. I think this partly accounts for the success of someone like Jordan Peterson on the wholesome end of it and someone like Andrew Tate on the less wholesome end of it. Is that He is actually saying, look, you're a bum. Like do yes, some things, yeah. like go go in the go in the gym, like stand up straight, w- w- stop yeah. m- tidy your room, all the rest of it. It is like men. I do. Th- I men, I do. Th- I think men do hunger for that kind of
1: yeah. I agree. command
0: structure. Whereas women, perhaps in general, again we're talking in general, need a little more. Yeah, we don't like that. <laughs> you have to noted. be softer. No, I think <laughs> I think that's what I've been doing right. <laughs> I
1: think um, there's obviously value in that. And like, when I write, I try and be straight talking. Mm. Like it's not like I'm dancing around everything, you know, Mm. being really coddling to young women, like it is a bit like wake up and look at this, but I just think I'm more talking about the content online that Mm. uses the division between men and women, to generate more content which then divides us even more. Mm. And I just think you just get lost in kind of blaming both genders and then we just get further apart.
2: Yeah, yes. the only thing that sells better than sex is us versus them and now we can do both yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I can ask you a question about anxiety, mm-hmm. I know people often like to talk about, about social media yeah. and how this is causing, you know, tons of young people to have all sort of neuroses. I have a funny feeling, and this is not something I've heard anybody talk about, is that you know every generation kind of compares and contrasts itself to the one that came before it yeah and i think that a lot of gen z girls are seeing basically what happened to the millennials Mm -hmm. and they're seeing kind of the first wave of women who hit like 35 no kids no husband Mm -hmm. and like how that's turning out for them Worrying that that same sort of trend line or, or culture is, is going to impact them as well, and are like deathly afraid of what's coming. And then also, there's like climate alarmism and all this stuff. And yeah. We're, we're terrifying people of the future. But I think, too, you know, when we talk about Gen Z, we have to remember that there are like 26 year old Gen Zers now. Like yeah. it, it's it's a young generation, but it's not, you know, 16-year-olds, not teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's another generation that's coming up after mm. that yeah, we Gen don't Alpha. even... Yeah, mm. what are they going like to be called?
1: Alpha. Alpha? I, think I feel
2: like that name probably won't stick. It probably, yeah. um, it probably will seem very but, incongruous. But so. Yeah, generations are always kind of <laughs> affirmous until, until you know, they're kind of long gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think that, like, very young girls, like 14-year-old girls are looking at this sort of escalating trend line and these mm-hmm. these escalating fears that are getting pitched to them and, and trying to almost do like a, like a, not a feminine Andrew Tate style, mm-hmm. like revenge of the sex, like bully them back in mm-hmm. to civil partnerships kind of maneuver, but are, are, are taking lessons from what basically was the, the red pill or the manosphere Yeah. Um, and then kind of flipping it back onto men. I feel like we're seeing a rise of, in a sense, like kind of like highly Machiavellian young women.
1: Yeah, well, there's like we said before, the kind of toxic masculinity is now uh, kind of repackaged as girl power. I, I do notice, I think, yeah, I think they're inundated with this content of like the Andrew Tate, the kind of manosphere influences and um, as well, millennial women talking about, you know, the negatives of marriage, the kind of deterring them from relationships yeah. maybe in commitment. Um, and I do think that will lead to a backlash of, you know, like you said, young women, you know, there was that influencer talking about min- how to manipulate men, you know, Yeah. The female um, Andrew Tate.
2: How to receive princess treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I think... T- tell our viewers what that was. Uh, it was some girl going on a rant to a camera for like 30 minutes about how to like manipulate men into like buying you the right type of bag and like how to add, b- basically was, I think we went from like kind of Gen X millennial, like Sex and City, like female empowerment, Mm. but it's all very kind of like above board, like we can have sex like men. And then we went into like a period of anxiety that Mm. we're now in with with Gen Z, Mm -hmm. which is basically like, I don't, that actually looks terrifying now that I'm seeing the repercussions. Mm. Like It was fun in the late 90s, but now where are you? Mm -hmm. I don't want this to happen to me. And then I think we're seeing the younger cusp of of Gen Z and the upcoming teenage girls look at that and say, kind of like men are Mm. doing, men are doing now, I'm going to do everything and I'm in my power Mm -hmm. um, up to like intentionally Mm -hmm. sort of manipulating men to make sure that I have like a stable providing husband that will buy me the right bag. I
1: I think that would be the the women on social media though. I think that like you know social media amplifies the people who are the most narcissistic, extreme you know the, sure, the, the yes. most extreme voices, but
0: it is also where young people spend most of their time. But
1: exactly, yeah, ten point six hours a day online or yeah, something like that. Yeah. So but you're yeah. not on
2: social media, are you? Not on. I Instagram, only know it because I was Facebook. trying to do research for this, oh, yeah. and I was like <laughs> impossible to find you. Yeah, no. Do you find that difficult?
1: Uh, hmm. no. Uh, um, do
2: people think you're weird for it? When you say you're not yes. social media,
0: so, <laughs> so you you are on Twitter, as Fred. I'm
1: on Twitter. I'm but, like, but career. you're not on.
0: But you're not on Instagram, is it? This. No. Yeah, yeah.
1: So career-wise. Mm. on it but nothing personal I see um, and no I don't find it difficult I think it's just my personality type I just mm. have uh, less of an interest of what everyone's doing would you recommend
2: worship. that other people log off touch grass well
1: it's you know some of my friends Say, I talk to yes. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That's easy, easy. That's, yeah. that was a layout it's an open yeah. goal <laughs> well,
1: I do think it's personality dependent like I have friends who they're so extroverted and confident and self assured and you know instagram
0: go rock climbing then yeah. go to the countryside <laughs> like go and hang out with people Yeah, you know but there like are other ways to be extroverted them
1: posting on instagram yeah. doesn't affect them or yeah, scrolling you're right, you're through right, you're stuff. uncharitable. whereas you know it does affect me so mm. you know i think for people with kind of who are more introverted or maybe you know more vulnerable to negative emotions shouldn't be on those platforms you know i would mm. just say don't go on it it's not worth it but some people get away with it and love it and don't see a problem.
2: Yeah, I think it's ruining my attention span, it's not yeah, great, that Tw- as well. Twitter's nuking my brain. Wh- why, why are you hesitant to tell women what to do? Um, <laughs>
0: because, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, I mean, I find it easy, but I mean, I hmm. but, but, but genuinely, because you do think about these things a lot, hmm. your introversion is a strength in that respect, you're, yeah. you're, you know, you, you do research on these things, I'm not saying that you should be hectoring and lecturing and all the yeah. rest of it, but why, why do you why are you hesitant not to um, say? Look, I think that this is genuine, gen- in general, a better a better path to pursue.
1: I think I would say it's a better path to pursue, but I think it's it's one of those things that we're in the modern world now, and mm. there's no kind of getting out of it. And there there are incentives to have social media. There mm. are you know a lot of things in modern life that have changed, which means that you know maybe the best thing for your well-being it conflicts with other things in modern life, and mm. I do think there is a space for, you know, you can enjoy technology, you mm. can enjoy some of the benefits, but it, again, it comes down to the individual, like knowing yourself, how mm. it affects your individual mental health. Because, of you know, in my experience of you know, young women my age, there are people who spend a lot of time on social media and don't seem affected, or mm. kind of caught up in this culture and they have a personality that kind of protects them from it. And I do think that's true, um, but you know, for most girls and young women, I would say, you know, spend less time on social media or delete
0: yes. it. Yeah. Well, uh, Freya, it's been a real privilege having you on Deep programme. You. Your sane voice in a world drunk with <laughs> delirium. So it's very good. And thank Evan, you. thank you as ever. Uh, you've been watching Deprogrammed. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment if you wish, and we shall see you on the next one.
3: Hello. If you're enjoying the New Culture Forum channel and you believe in our mission may I invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website, newcultureforum.org.uk. Our work is more important now than ever, and we have great plans ahead for the future, but we can't do it without your support. From as little as three pounds per month, you can help ensure that we continue on our mission. As a member, you'll receive a range of benefits, including access to exclusive content, Invitations to our private events, including here at our studios, free copies of our books and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free. Just remember to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.